What's up everyone, Dustin from the Electrician U Podcast. Today, I'm going to share with y'all a great conversation that I had with TradeHounds. If any of you guys don't know what TradeHounds is, it's an app for tradespeople specifically. If you're in the trades and you just wanna like hang out with tradespeople and talk trade stuff and post images and reels and all that stuff, um, it's made specifically for us. So go check out TradeHounds, join the community and listen to this awesome conversation we had. Hi there, my name is David Bowders with TradeHounds and I'm joined today by Dustin Steltzer. Dustin is a master electrician. He's also a social influencer with over a million followers across various social platforms. He's an educator who has courses to help electricians of all levels to improve their skills and become uh, an important part of the workplace. Welcome, Dustin. Thank you. Great to have you here today. So tell us a little bit about how you got into the trades. Um, well, I didn't mean to. Uh, my dad got me into it, kind of. I was working at Dell selling computers, and then they did a round of layoffs, and so I ended up just going on job sites with him, and he's a handyman. So um, we were doing tile jobs and roofing and everything. So I kind of knew my way around tools. I come from a construction family, but we were doing a tile job for this electrician one day and he knew I needed a job. I think he was tired of dragging me <laughs> along to every job site he was on. And he asked the guy, he's like, hey, are you hiring electricians? And he's like, yeah, you just got to go in and talk to the boss. And he looked at me and he's like, go. And so I went in and interviewed and the pay was better than any job I'd ever had. And I got to learn on the job and I got paid to make mistakes and learn and it just uh, everything changed at that point. So you've, you've talked a little bit before in uh, presentations I've seen you make about how you're sort of between generations of electricians. Yeah. Can you describe that for us a little bit? Yeah so um, being that I'm 38 I'm kind of in the, the cusp of two different generations. My son is 18 so I know a lot and I stay involved a lot in his generation so I understand the youth and, and their need for technology but I was also raised, I guess. I, I became a man under the old men that are in this trade. So that 50s, 60s kind of um, age group that are running everything, I'm, I'm like right in the middle of all of that. So it's kind of a unique perspective because I get to see what all the older people, you know, they got this like harsh knuckle breaking, you know, you got to work hard, you got to show up on time. And they, these old pillars of what ethics mean and work in uh, um, work ethic. And then I get the younger people that are on their phones all the time, you know, and, and uh, having trouble, like, kind of becoming adults, you know, showing up on time and, and having the distractibility and everything. So it's just really interesting to be able to see both sides of that. So for, for an employer, it's a real challenge because they need to find a way to have crews of people of all generations. What do you think that, that the older generation should know about this younger generation that they often find frustrating or difficult to understand. Yeah, I actually had a really good podcast with my son about this a little while ago. And um, I asked him the same questions. I'm like, what do y'all think about us and, and the older generations? He's like, the one thing that I wish you guys understand is that you made us this way. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what? He's like, I didn't go buy myself a phone. I didn't put this in front of me. I didn't have the one-eyed babysitter when you guys were busy, you know, working or whatever. Y'all's generation built this technology that we're using and it's so good, you know, and it's been, it's been in our hands since we were little and it's not that we're lazy and we can't function without it. Well, he actually said we can't function without it, but he said it's not because we're lazy. It's just that that's all we know. 
he said, you kind of have to respect it at that, at that level and understand that for our generation, it's not us being on our phones. It's that our reality is our phones. We don't exist in our culture and our society unless we have some kind of persona. And a lot of times it's just whatever we choose that persona to be, but it's much more integrated into who they are and we can't disrespect that. So in many ways that explains how you became such a media influencer, right? Across all these platforms, again, over a million followers across all TikTok, uh, Instagram, YouTube, et cetera. Can you talk a little bit about what's driving influence today in the electrical industry? Well, we are fortunate enough to be in a niche, right? When I started making content of seven years ago, there was nobody making videos about anything. And so being that I started kind of doing this, I got to talk to a lot of people around the world, a lot of people throughout our, our industry. And I realized that there's kind of this thirst for somebody that like bolter, bolsters up what an electrician is. Electricians are very proud people, um, very divisive people, a lot of infighting and things. But I've found that through building influence, and uh, I build a lot of communities too, so I don't just post what I do, but I make sure that I'm building groups of like hundreds of thousands of people and I'm setting very, you know, setting standards for these people and their behavior. And building connections. Yeah, and but I realized through this that the way that I act is going to attract people that are like me. So I've attracted a lot of people that are like me, and what I've, what I've come to understand is that influence, like having influence is something you really need to think about and understand more. Um, because the people that watch these videos, they will buy the thing I'm telling them to buy. They'll <laughs> speak to people the way I speak to people. So it's something I just take a lot more seriously these days. When you think about the new generation being digital natives and the role of influence, how should employers in the industry, how should uh, manufacturers, distributors, how should they think about social marketing in terms of being able to connect with these folks who are driving the industry forward? Well, that's a really great question. And I think marketing dollars, uh, the actual spend on where you're putting your attention, I understand that you need to kind of put things into a lot of different areas when you're coming to market with a product. But the one part that gets the smallest budgets is this influencer thing, because a lot of these companies have no clue what an influencer is. They're just starting to figure it out. And what you don't realize is that with me, I have an audience of a million electricians. There's not you know, people driving by like a billboard sign. You might get one person that's not on their phone while they're driving to see your billboard ad and you're spending millions of dollars. It's just waste. But if you pay an influencer, you've got a million condensed people, the exact target market you're looking for. And their relationship with the person on the screen is so deep that they trust them. They built trust. So if I go to say, buy this red drill, there's a large percentage of the audience that are going to be hooked on that red drill. You don't need to spend money on an advertise. you know, like where these companies understand where the effectiveness of that spend goes is changing drastically. And I think it's also part of the whole idea of omni-channel and being everywhere your customers are, when they're there, how they're there, yeah. all of that. Um, I, I came up with the term trade show 365. <laughs> so people go to big events, they build huge booths, they bring all their employees and they do their best to connect with people. But usually after a couple of days, the thing is over. You yeah. talk about how, how you have a more enduring connection with people when you're on social. Yeah, I am making videos daily, you know, weekly for seven years now. That consistent pushing of whatever my message is out there on a constant basis has built a relationship uh, with me. Plus I'm, you know, in comments, DMs, we get emails from people. So there's a depth of connection that as a social media 
kind of a brand, this, this strategy you can develop that you don't get with other sources of advertising. And, and I kind of liken it to like in the, the concept of irrigation, you have drip, drip irrigation. You have drip irrigation, for example, which is where you slowly below the surface of the soil are watering the roots in a very gradual way versus the opposite of that, which is just spraying and praying. Yeah. <laughs> that the water will land where it's supposed to. Yeah. Um, I think uh, a lot of companies really need to reframe how they think about influence in the era of digital natives because by its very nature, this generation expects that kind of drip, drip, drip approach to influence as opposed to just trying to make a big splash at one moment. Right, because that splash goes away, right? <laughs> every splash on every beach, the waves go away. <laughs> dissipates. Yeah. So um, you've obviously built a, a very um, impactful community of electricians. What are some of the keys in terms of authenticity, in terms of setting a positive vision for the trades that you think are core to who you are today in social? Well, I think the reason that people follow me or enjoy my content so much is because I'm very authentic. Uh, I, you know, I cuss <laughs> from time to time because an electrician has been known to. And the people watching me love that because they realize I'm real. I actually wear tools. I do work like electricians do. So the raw authenticity of me being allowed to be me is why they watch. So if I were to change for a brand and start be polishing myself, yeah. they would immediately abandon me. So the hardest part with a lot of brands is them trying to censor me um, or change my narrative, change my message. But the ones that really get it, they're like, no, we want you to just be you because it's working. Just hold this thing, you know? So that's kind of like the maybe the less less noticed part of the digital natives is the impact of authenticity. And I think for a lot of companies out there that are trying to connect with this generation, they need to understand that the traditional approach to content creation, having those corporate videos, having the slick stuff, it may not be helping them the ways that they would like. In fact, it may very well be undermining their brand. And yeah. uh, I think it's a real paradigm shift. Yeah, you gotta be really cognizant of who you're trying to reach and what they care about. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of brands, like I'll stand and do some kind of a corporate thing with a brand and they're like, well, I got to get my VP in here to talk about this. And, <laughs> and then we have like an hour of just the most boring thing you've ever heard in your life. <laughs> but then I will go and I'll talk to somebody in front of their products and be like, oh, this is so cool. Check this <laughs> out. This is the electricians want to see this is so cool. Check this out. They don't want to see some corporate person. Yeah, we don't respect that. We call that peer content by electricians for electricians. And I think that's, you know, that's the real paradigm shift. So let's talk a little bit about our, our relationship at TradeHounds. Um, obviously, you've been in the industry for a long time. A, a social platform like TradeHounds, where we have, you know, deep roots in the electrician community. How do you see that helping to um, create a positive vision for where the industry needs to get to and, and fostering more connections across the ecosystem? Well, I think we need we need more bolstering up of the trades in general. Um, I just talked recently about how, like in the UK, electricians don't hate each other. <laughs> in the US, though, you go into some of these groups and you'll you'll see there's just fighting and hazing and some craziness. So I think we need more influences, but we need more spaces where influence can be had. And I think that Trade Hounds represents like a really good opportunity as a fresh slate to figure out how do we have a collective group of people that all have something in common and create a space for them that promotes some values and some um, control of, you know, sentiments. So I think 
in a, in a, in a position like you are, if you allow everybody to post everything at all times and there's no kind of trying to harbor, you know, put some boundaries on it. I think it could be really dangerous because that's where the hazing and hate and all that comes in. Sure. But the people who run a community, if they really think and care about the growth of that community, um, I think they can do a lot of good. Yeah. And I think one of the things that Trade Hounds is really focused on is creating a community that's very centered in the skilled trades. You know, these other platforms, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, they're very much generalist platforms. Yeah. And there's inherent limits to what they can do in terms of, uh, you know, a focused community. So I think what we're really trying to do is to create very specific value, whether it's salary surveys for technicians being able to see how do I get paid fairly in the market that I'm in, um, job boards for employers being able to find the folks who uh, they need to do important work, yeah, and really just creating that community that isn't just a generalist platform where everybody's talking about everything, but really focused on the trades. Yeah, that's the beautiful thing about community too is once you've built community, you can do whatever you want with that community. You know, you can build a software, you can create a product, you can do whatever, but the community is the most important part. And so I think that's what's great about y'all is you have some extra tools, you have some ideas of what you want to do and what you want to offer to us, to, to our my people, you know. <laughs> but having that community is the most important part because they got to hang out somewhere and they want to feel like it's a place for them. Well, hey, Dustin, it's been great to spend time with you today, and uh, I'm sure we'll be hanging out together a long time going in the future. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you as well. Take care.